0: Wonderful. So if you have your Bible or electronic Bible, lift it up and you say this after me. Lord Jesus, son, influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, we pray that you will speak to us. You're going to speak to us, Father. you want going to put your words in my mouth. When we leave this facility, it's going to be so beautiful. Hearing your voice, but most importantly, be impacted by your voice. We thank you. And all God's people say, Amen. 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 So, what we are doing actually, we started a series of Kingdom Prayer last week. It's a five-week series from the very favorite passage. Most of you know, it's called uh, the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. So you might have familiarized with that. It's the prayer that every church even repeats it almost every week, and many children learn how to pray that prayer from the very young age. Am I right? So it's the prayer that. We call it the prayer of the Lord. And it's the Lord's prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then it goes on, blah, 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 blah. And then it finishes off with saying, your kingdom and you will be forever and ever. Amen. So, we know this verse. So, what we did was we dissect those five verses uh, into five different weeks. So, the last week what we did, so some of you are not here, so let's do a recap of last week. We talked about our Father in heaven, which basically means you and me are not alone. That's what the world says. You're alone. You're messed up. There's no one to take care of you. But the kingdom says you and me are part of the kingdom. So that's what it says, the kingdom. I'm just going to thrust this through so that you are in the same page. It's also on the iClouds. Uh, If you go to podcast, you can just type Papa's house, Charles Victor, or SoundCloud, Charles Daniel, you will find it. You can listen and be blessed and pass it around. So what is a democracy? What is a kingdom? We talked about the powers are in the people in democracy, the powers are in the king. So I'm just uh, highlighting... um, most importantly, uh, the prayer, the three points of the our Father. So our Father is the one that we, we highlighted it, which basically means the Trinity of God works for us. In, in other words, our Father created, Son redeemed, and the Holy Spirit dwells in us. So the Trinity of God works with us, for us, for restoration. So this is what we talked about. And then we kind of took a, a, a three point. We usually that's how we talk here in Papa's house. We leave some tangible points for us to chew on for the rest of the week. So the three things we talked about, God is in a good mood and he is my daddy. Which is a beautiful thing because I am so glad my God is in a good mood and is not in a bad mood. I grew up in a culture where I taught God is either mad at you or sad at you. God is mad at you because you messed up. God is sad at you because he gave you many chances and you keep on blowing it up. Hello. So it's so beautiful to know God is in a good mood and he's my papa. Say this after me. God is in a good mood and he's my daddy. It's not just my philosophy. It's not to tingle your ears. This is the word of God. And we based on some scriptures where we talked about the love of God that sent his son to pay the price. And then there's another word, Zephaniah, which says he takes great delight in you. And if you are ever in love, you know what I'm talking about. So singles, you don't know. Those who are in love, ooh la la la. Amen. Okay, so he takes great delight in taking care of us. He is not just leaving us an orphans. that's, you know, we just make up our own life. So that's the first principle we talked about. The second principle is God really likes me and I'm not alone. That's a beautiful statement. Why? Because we are not just tolerated by God. Religion tolerates, kingdom celebrates. Can we say this again? Religion tolerates, kingdom celebrates. So in the religion you are tolerated. Why? Because you can never match up to the standard that the religion has set. So you are always constantly thriving or striving to achieve to that standard. Whereas in the kingdom you are already accepted. You are not tolerated, you are embraced. Amen? So that's the second principle. And the verse is Matthew 28, 20, where it says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is the final words that Jesus says to his disciples. And who is a disciple? A follower, a student. You're all a follower of Jesus. You're all a student of Jesus. That's why this was applicable to us, that I am liked by God and I am not alone. And the third principle we talked about, God designed me for a purpose. That means there are maybe illegitimate parents but there is no such thing called illegitimate child that means you are not an oops accident sometimes parents say we never expected this one to come somehow came have you heard that not you but you might have heard somewhere you know we never thought this fourth child we never planned you know one pastor had eight girls and one son And then I kept on asking why you wanted to go for eight, you know. I was waiting for the lion of Judah to be born. You know, so it's just the the sense of like thinking like you know, the girl is less important, the guy is more important. That's the weird you know, Machista culture where God created God is man, God is also woman. Hello? This is the reality, that's why God designed me for a purpose. So that's the verse in Jeremiah 29, 11. Many of you know this verse. It says, I know the plans I have for you. That's the traditional way of thinking. But the Hebrew original text talks about, I have thoughts of you. That means when you get up in the morning, you may be thinking about weird stuff. Oh no, I have to go to church. It's Sunday. Oh man, why this alarm? While you are doing those mundane, boring thoughts, God is thinking about you. Amen. The thoughts of God are always so beautiful. Never to arm us, never to give us a, an unexpected end, to give us an expected end. Amen? Just tap someone and say, God is thinking about me. Come on, do it again. God is thinking about me. Hmm? Amen? We're going to do a lot of things like that. I just, it, you see, I hate the fact that you sit and here and then you don't get anything. That's, that's boring. I really want this to go inside a little bit, so that it'll it'll create some kind of change. So this week we will continue where we left, which is the second verse, which is the verse that says here in Matthew chapter six. If you have a Bible or electronic Bible, turn with me, Matthew chapter six. It says like this: Our Father, verse nine. I'm reading. Then. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Verse 10 is what we're going to focus on. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, this is the verse, the next 40 minutes uh, we will uh, dwell on. So, what does that mean? What is the meaning of your kingdom? Our purpose, we are talking about the purpose. Our purpose on earth is to see what happens there, happens here. See, Jesus taught this valuable prayer and he taught this in the midst of persecution Jews were not having you know pina colada drinking in copacabana beach you understand pina colada you know that pina colada it's a cocktail and in a copacabana beach is one of the most beautiful beaches in bellarasoanje in brazil and he was not the disciples were not having that enjoying it and say well You know, I'm having a good time. No, it was under the most incruciating pain. The Romans were oppressing them. In the midst of that, he was teaching the disciples one prayer. Listen, the moment you jump from religion to following Jesus, which is kingdom, you will encounter persecution. When you are with the religious people, all you need is to follow the customs and the traditions. But the moment you start following the kingdom, you will be under attack. And that's why Jesus taught this beautiful principle and he said, you know what, pray that my kingdom will come. And we we need to know what is a kingdom, that's why I wrote down here, every kingdom has to have a king. And it has to have a land, king's domain. The third one, every kingdom has to have a people. The fourth, the kingdom has to have a language, a culture, an economy and a government which is an order and then and finally, it is the policies, the law. These are the kingdom. You cannot function you know, without a kingdom. So that's why Jesus was telling, pray in such a way, these things will come. Okay, that my kingdom when it comes, it will take over the present kingdom. How many times we know that the peace and the presence of God is not absence of trouble. It's the presence of God in the midst of trouble. Amen. People sometimes say, I wish... When I get married, all my trouble will leave. Hello? People have this, you know, when I was single, I used to think like that. When I get married, I will be more happy. I am still very happy. There are things that we expect others to fill it. Hello? There is the most dumbest statement Tom Cruise made. You complete me. And he has been doing that for third, fourth marriage. Nothing is completing. Hello? Hello? You don't expect others to complete you. You are complete in Yeshua. Amen? Baby, say Amen. 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 Mm. Okay. Let's keep going. Okay. So, what we're going to do is, we're going to talk about your kingdom come. So, we talked about the kingdom. The kingdom has to have all these things. And then, we, we also emphasize, pray that his kingdom come and the will And this is where many Christians get caught into this. What is the will of God? Is there a general will of God? Is there a permissive will of God? Is there a perfect will of God? Is there a specific will of God? And they get caught into this vicious cycle and they get lost. And we're going to unpack it from the scripture so that it will be easier for us to digest. So, will of God, what is that? Okay, let's write it down, this statement. The goal of God is to mature you like his son, Jesus, not to control you and dominate you. Religion dominates, religion controls, religion dangles this carrot so that you will keep running after this carrot so that they can give you something what you want. Kingdom is not about controlling business. Say this next to the person next to you. God is not in the controlling business. God is in the empowering business. So the goal of God is to mature you like a son. That's why he sent his son. It's not to dominate you, not to control you, not to just, you know, try to manipulate you, not to just try to keep you diminished. No, it's to make you like a son, Jesus. That's why in Ephesians, we read that we are seated next to him and rule. What a privilege, no? Hello? Are you there? So, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the will of God. Sometimes the will of God, we think, is so complicated. How many times we got caught up in the will of God? Hello? Is this my will? You know, this girl smiles at me. I am single. I am also smiling. hai. Is this the will of God? Hello? And especially the Tamil movies didn't really help us also. At the end of the street, she will turn. That's a sign. Hello? You look like I never saw a movie, brother. <laughs> Such a, you know, Tamil, they say, Paul, weddingera hmm? Come on. We, and then the guy looks at that movie and then he thinks that's going to happen in his real life but there it was directed by a director. Here the girl is not directed by a director you know. And then we fall into this oh. Anyway. So the will of God is more liberating than you think. For example. This is very important. A friend thinks light is green before it turns red but a slave or a servant thinks light is red before it turns green. You get it? Can I say this again? A friend thinks the light is green before it turns red. The slave or a servant thinks light is red before it turns green. What does that mean? The goal of God is not to control you, it's to mature you. That is mean, what does that mean? He doesn't leave you as orphans. He brings you to the family so that you know the desires of the father. So you're not waiting for approval. You will know what the father delights and you start doing what the father delights. Hello? This is called Kingdom. Religion never tells you what the father delights. In fact, in religion there is no father. That's why no religion can claim their god as papa. Have you ever heard a Hindu saying, Krishna, Krishna is my loving daddy. Buddha is my papa. Allah is my, you know, baba. Never. But only in the Christian That's why it makes it so beautiful. It doesn't fall into the category of religion. It falls into the category of relationships. C.S. Lewis says, I was brought into this place thinking, kicking and screaming, thinking this is a religion. Later I came to know, I didn't come to your place, I came to know your person. Amen. Isn't it beautiful? So, let's unpack it a little bit. So, the will of God is to mature you like his son, Jesus, not to control you. I'm not a Greek scholar, but little bit I know, let me tell you this. The word will of God has got two different words. One is called thelema, another one is called bulema. I may be pronouncing it terribly wrong. There are certain things, the word thelema word basically means God's desire. He desires it. Revelation 7, 9, there is a desire. I saw a great multitude, nobody could count from, every language, every tribe, every people group, standing before the throne of God. That's called the thilema. The word Thelema means God's perfect will, which basically means when Jesus said, I am coming soon, that's never going to change. You can disagree about it, you can argue about it, you can deny it, you can live in denial, or you can refuse to believe it, but he is still going to come. Hello? So when we talk about the will of God, we need to understand there are few things which is very foundational. Which is what I'm going to give you like five or six is there. If you're taking notes, write it down. The will of God is to see everyone to be saved. What is saved? Saved is not like, come, come, come here. Repeat this frap to me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. I give my heart, I give my heart. I repent my sin, I repent my sin. It's not just the four spiritual laws. Save means you need to understand what we have lost. Hello? Do you understand? Save means, first of all, if you go and say, are you saved? I shaved, I don't know about saved but it's you get my point so what do you have lost the bible says when man falls short when man sinned he falls short of the glory of god what the word sin which is basically means i know this is the way of god but i choose to follow my own way so save means you turn from you walking your way towards god's way that's called saving you understand so when you so you can confess today in india according to mega pastors india is already saved and it's got more than 3 billion people because every person gives a report i went to the crusade 20000 people gave their life i went to the place 40000 people gave the lord if you do a mental calculation for the all the you know 30 years india has got 2.2 2 billion people and everybody is a christian but still we are only 5% bible believing Followers of Jesus. What's wrong? It's not just opening your mouth, raising your hand, taking a picture, put it on the background of your Facebook profile. It's to really see that people choose to walk with Yeshua. Amen? That means I choose to not walk in the way of mine and I choose to walk in the ways of God. Many times the church focused on being filled, never talked about walking in the spirit. Oh, fill Talk, talk, speaking in tongues. Okay, that's fine. That's beautiful. That's just a gateway. Are you walking, including God in every area of your life? I never included God in the area of my food, so I became a glutton and I weighed 113 kilos. Food became my comfort zone. Everything else disobeyed me except food. And one particular day, that the Holy Spirit was telling, as the Holy Spirit was overing over the earth, I was actually overing over Vellur. And one day the Holy Spirit said, if you keep hovering over that, very soon you're going to come home sooner than your original design. And then the Lord said, change your habit. To cut the long story short, 2016, September 25th or 26th, I can't remember the exact date, there was a transformation started in my life. I lost more than 30 kilos, started walking, started working out, started eating properly. Why I'm telling this? Sometimes we can Tolerate one sin and judge others. In church, we tolerate some sins but judge other sins. Hello? You can never confront what you tolerate. Write it down. You can never confront what you tolerate. If you tolerate bitterness, you can never confront that. If you tolerate hatred, if you tolerate anger, if you tolerate gluttony, if you tolerate Ah, this is my life. Some people say, Brother, I get the salary on the first. By seventh and all, I don't know where it goes. Disappears, brother. I will always tell them, show me your credit card statement. I will tell you exactly. It all went on unnecessary buckets of KFC or unlimited. Unlimited does not mean you are unlimited. Hello? You are laughing because you know somebody who have done that or probably you are one of them. So this is the reality. I want to challenge you. Like the will of God. Second one. The will of God is to be filled with the spirit of God. The word of God and the will of God will never contradict one another. The third one. The will of God is to submit and do good. The will of God is to be sanctified. What is sanctified? Something unholy make holy. That's why we call Holy Spirit. Write it down. The Holy Spirit dwells in holy bodies. That means I can't live like hell on Saturday and expect God to move like heaven on Sunday. Religion says I don't care what you do as long as you come and do your buja or you do your hallelujah, kumbaya thing, it's all fixed. No. This stage life is only 40 minutes you see me. My main ministry is not here. It's with my wife and kids. If I fail there miserably, I am a big fat zero before you. Hello? You get my point, what I'm trying to say? The religion taught you how to perform. Kingdom teaches you how to live. It's very important. The success of your ministry depends not on how many people come to your church. It's how well you take care of your family. That's why it started in family. God never started Holy Ghost International Church and Pastor Adam and Pastor Eve. Hello? Hello? And he never finished it in a general convention in Revelations. It started, God said, Adam and Eve. And the last one, it's also, it talks about, there is a great feast, a banquet, wedding feast. Amen? So the fourth one or the fifth one, the will of God is to move from servants to friends. What does that mean? A slave will never appreciate the master. The reason he is slave, because of the master. That's a slave mentality. All these people think, I am like this because something I am doing wrong. You know, I'm still single because something in my past I did wrong. I did something like this. I never can able to, you know, in life group, we started one activities, which is very fun. Actually, we started laughing at the lies because the average laugh, every baby laughs is 400 times an average laugh. Every adult laughs is only 15 times. Hello? You got to laugh at the lies. Sometimes people say, oh, brother, I don't think they told me i don't think you are indian no that where you're from tamil nadu ah that's it because you know hindi because in tamil many people don't know hindi there was hindi written in in tamil nadu but we took the tar and we closed it out we thought uh, it's better the tar is on the hindi than on the road that was my father's time you know and i still remember when i was growing up in the school i went to my dad he's a pakka believer I said, my special class, I can take Hindi. Tamilan Arani? Are you Tamilan? I said, yes. You have any problem in identity crisis? I didn't ask because those times, you know, man shall not live by bread alone, but by beatings. (laughs) Anyway, the will of God is to move from servants to friends. What does that mean? That you are transferred into a new mindset where you delight in the Father's heart. That comes through relationship. Not by praying 15 minutes a day. You know, you, Not by singing, I'm a friend of God, friend of God. You know that song? I'm a friend of God, friend of God. It's, that's not going to change anything. It's to believe what the Holy Spirit said. Amen? Okay, let's go a little bit. The will of man. So we talked about the will of God. Let's talk about the will of man. This is the most important thing. When God created us, he created us in three parts. Body, soul, and spirit. Say this after me. I am a spirit, I have a a soul, I I live in a body. body. Okay, let's practice again. I am a spirit, I have a a soul, I I live in a body. The body consists of five things. Taste, hear, all those things. The spirit is three different things. Holy Spirit, the devil's spirit and your spirit. The soul is the most important thing. Soul has got three things. What is the soul? Ability to think, that's your mind. And emotions, feeling. And the willpower to make decisions. You get? And the center of the soul is the willpower. Are you, are you following it? These are basics. So if you get this, it will be easier. So the will of man, that's why I wrote down here, the most dangerous gift God has given is the will. And the most precious gift God has given is the will. You can use your will to do against God's will. Okay? The one thing God doesn't control is will. This morning when you got out of the shower... You didn't stand there and say, Lord, clothe me. Did you do that? No. Came out and you looked at your wardrobe and you say, okay, this is what I, it's going to look good on me. And I'm going to wear this. Right? If you stand like this, the husband would have said, hey, you lose a and you, you understand what I'm saying? So it's, it's so easy to understand this point. So it's the one thing God doesn't control is will. The will controls the destiny of each and every one. The most precious gift God has given is the will. Dangerous because you can use it against the one who gave it. This is the thing. God wants to use your will to do his will. What does that mean? Every single day you take a choice to yield with the Holy Spirit. What is the word yield? That means you submit, you surrender. In the kingdom it operates differently. You go high by low, going low. You receive by giving. You conquer by surrendering. Hello? Are you there? When we cooperate with the will, with our will, with God's will, we will experience the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Now, we are going to jump into the the main part, which is um, the why we are here, which is basically the question of understanding what does that mean when God said to pray this prayer, your kingdom come, you will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is a million dollar question. Many people don't even know why they are here on earth. They just, if you ask people, why are you here? I am here because when God said to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply, we Indians took it very seriously. That's why I'm here. There is a small island called Pitkarin Island. Only 50 people live there. But we live in a country where I always, one of the messages God gave me is to go and preach to all different nations. So by God's grace, he has taken me more than 109 countries to go and share the good news. And one of the things people ask, how big is your town? I always say, we are from a small town, only 800,000 people. Because it is small compared to Bombay, 30 million. Anybody from Bombay? Anybody been to Bombay? It's 30 million people. The whole Sweden is only 5 million, which means half of Chennai. Hello? I have this this, uh, habit of humorously saying, I'm from a very small town. I was born in a small village of 20,000 people. This is the reality of our country. So many people don't even know What's our purpose? This is the million dollar question. What is the purpose? The purpose is the original design of every person. God has an original design for every person. That means you are not a photocopy. Turn to the person next to you and say, you are sitting next to your original. You are not sitting next to your duplicate. So what happens when we cooperate with this will? His purposes are revealed. What's purpose? The original design of every person. Original design of every country. Do you know India as an original design? I never believed that. But the Holy Spirit started opening my eyes to see things. There is an original design of every people group. That's a melting point here in There There's so many different cultures are coming. There is an original design for every people group. Original design for every city. Velour as an original design. Do you believe this? Villur has an original design. The beauty of Villur is going to grow. God has been speaking to us about registering one thing. I will share with you maybe in a couple of weeks in more detail. He has been talking about starting a a movement called Love Villur, And we registered even a domain on that. And he started sharing three things. The Villur is going to be beautiful, clean and green. Is this three true right now? Hello, where are you living? Villur is going to be clean, green and beautiful. Right now, these three are not there. That's the kingdom perspective. Kingdom perspective is to see how king sees and to speak it out. Not just speak it out, live that out. That means I'm not going to throw anywhere. As, as a man, I'm not going to water the garden anywhere. Yeah. You know, There is an original design for every area. Science, business, arts, media, communication. When we don't know, this is what I wrote down. When we don't know where we want to go, it's hard to lead others in destiny. In other words, when we don't know where we are going, everybody else will give us their suggestion to go somewhere. The one thing you freely get in this country is what? Advice. That's the one thing you get so freely. Everywhere. You keep walking on the road, suddenly somebody will come and say, Brother, don't walk like this. This one thing. My wife landed from Spain when she came back from vacation and she landed in Chennai and she called me. Oh, I'm in Chennai. It's such a reality. I'm in back home. I said, what do you mean? I just landed. I tried to take my bag. The uncle next to me he said, Patma, be careful, Ma. <laughs> It's one thing we learn how to give advice. Maybe we follow it or not, that's a different issue. Anyway, okay, this leads me to this uh, million dollar question why God created me? I read this funny article, and uh, three monkeys were talking. This is an imaginary conversation. Three monkeys. One monkey said, You know what man says? He came from us. And another monkey, second monkey, said, That's so horrible and disgusting. We never smoke, we never chew porn. We never go and mess up, we never cheat, lie, and then the third monkey is looking and thinking, I guess man must have come somewhere most horrible than us. That's why. You know, and I was thinking, this is what it happens. We live in a culture where everywhere we are taught that we came from, you know, monkey, whatever, all those things, and we really don't know. Why God created us. So I'm going to give you five simple principles based on the word. If you're taking notes, it's easy for you to even share the word with others. People will ask you, like, why are we here on this earth? Why are you here? No need to say, I don't know. You can point out based on the scriptures. So the first one, God created me for his pleasure. Can we say this again? God created me for his pleasure. Revelation 4.11 says that I'm reading from the James version here. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you have created all things and for your pleasure they were created. Listen to me. God takes great delight in creating you. Amen. I said this earlier part of my sermon. They may be illegitimate parents, but there are no such thing called illegitimate child. To know God... That's my most important thing to know in life. And to love God is the most important thing to do in life. To know Him and to love Him. That's the most important thing to know in life. What is that? To know God. And to love God. That's the most important thing to do in life. We, when, we, when we don't understand this, we get confused. The word love is so misspelled as L-U-S-T. Today we don't even know what is love means. Love basically means, sometimes people say, I love this pizza. Yeah, I like my wife. Hello? The word love is so misused that we don't even really know what heck love is. So that's why it's so important to know. For me, knowing and loving God is a great privilege and to be known and loved by God gives me a great pleasure. Amen? Can we say this again? To me... Knowing and loving God is a great privilege, and to be known and loved by God gives me a great pleasure. This is a beautiful thing. Those who are loved by God—I have statistics—says a child grew up in a single-parent home, where the love of the father is not there. They tend to do more crime and fall into more kind of. ...sins in terms of sexual sins... ...and multiple relationships. Why? Because they don't know... ...they are loved and cherished. That's why it's so important... ...to look into your kids and say... ...I love you. I grew up in a culture... ...where my dad never said these two words... ...I love you and I'm sorry. I know he never hated me. I know he felt sorry... ...but because of the strong... ...machista culture where he could not even open up and be vulnerable. And I'm learning with my son. When I'm having a bad attitude, I get down to his level and say, Isaac, I'm sorry, that was not a right attitude. Why? Because if I speak the truth over him, he can see and detect when he grows in life what is lie. Hello? You understand? This is important. So that's why... God takes great pleasure in creating me. Say this after me. I am not an accident. I am created for his great pleasure. pleasure. Second one. Why God created me? What is the purpose? We are talking about the purpose. God created me for co-creating with him. God doesn't want us to just obey orders. God wants us to co-create with him. There's a beautiful scripture in Genesis. It says, 18, 19, and 20. It says, The law of the Lord God formed out of the ground all the wild animals and the birds in the sky. This is the beautiful part. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called, each living creature, that was his name. Wow. That means he takes great privilege and a pleasure that when we co create with him. Don't say this word. I don't know to do anything. I am not like this. I wish I was born like this. I still remember when I was in my teens, early part of my teens, I hated where I was born, in which culture I was born, which group I was born. And I hated the fact that why we have to be born as Tamils? Why I have to be born in the Pentecostal religious background? But then God never makes a mistake. He makes us so unique. Our high print, our voice print, our thumbprint, our footprint, thumb foot even our heartbeat is unique. Nobody is a photocopy. And it's so beautiful to understand that we are called to co-create with him. That means that you and me are not just a random product. You are called to work with him. Put your hand on your heart and say this after me. I have the creative power in me. I'm just not a random product. The one who created heaven... has taken his residence in my heart. Amen. It's very important to understand that. You have a creative power. God honors your word. That's why it's so important what you say through your word. There was a crack in a house. And the wife was telling the husband... There is a crack in the house. The husband said, I'm going for work. When I come back, I'll bring one mason who will fix the crack. When he came back from office, he brought the mason. And he said, okay, now we're going to fix the crack. But she said, I already fixed it. The husband like, why you didn't wait for me to fix it? She said very easily. She said, in the house, there must be only one crack. We say words that is really like Tamil, they say chumma solra, which means Just for anything. And don't curse what God has blessed. Amen? Don't say, I don't know. He's telling me I'm a friend, but I already gave a bond to CMC. You know, I don't look feel like a friend. No. Bless the city. Every day, get up in the morning and say, God, I thank you for this beautiful city. It's going to be clean, green, and beautiful. Amen? And then God spoke about the people. He said three things again. He said the people are going to be loving, generous, and hospitable. Amen. Say, Valurians are loving. I'm just two years, brother, waiting. That to last six months. Don't say that. Okay? Valurians, you are a Vallurian, you are in the city, you are the citizen of the kingdom here. Amen. Valurians are loving, generous and hospitable. And then God spoke about the business. The business is going to be ethical, integral, and it's full of quality. Amen? This is how it's going to be. You're going to walk in integrity. You're going to have ethical of the kingdom. But then at the same time, you're going to give quality. It's not about skimming people. Amen? So what is velour? Velour is green, clean, and beautiful. I saw this WhatsApp image where someone's taking their trash and dumping it on the next person's house and then other person is dumping it dumping it, dumping it and and the last person is also the one who dumped first he also has a trash from someone else let's honor the king of glory he is not just the one visiting on Sunday he visits us on every moment in your life amen every house you go two places those two places you know if the person is clean or not kitchen and the bathroom hello Sometimes, if you go to those places, you feel like, Lord, heal me. King of glory is desiring every area of your life. Amen. Okay, the third point. Are you guys okay? Okay, three more, and then we will pray uh, over uh, each and every of these points to get in your system. The third one God created me to love the unlovable and forgive the unforgivable. That is, to be like Jesus. Luke chapter 23. Verse 34, Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. I wrote down this beautiful statement, I'm not sure, Ah, G.K. Chesterton, I don't know. How many of you know G.K. Chesterton? Have you heard about him? Have you read his uh, books? Uh, He's one of those 20th century early brilliant mind from England And and he said this beautiful statement. He said, to love means loving the unlovable. To forgive means pardoning the unpardonable. Faith means believing the unbelievable. Hope means hoping everything seems hopeless. Let me ask you the question. When I say the willow is going to be clean, green and beautiful, do you find it hope or hopeless? Let's be honest. I mean, when the Lord spoke to me, my carnal says, are you joking? What were you smoking, man? It's, it feels hopeless, right? That's where the hope of God will resurrect in your heart. Amen? When, when you feel like, Ah, oh, this situation is messed up. That's it, done. It's all over. Christ wants to say, I want to be the hope of glory. What is glory? The mind of God. The culture of God. Amen? It's going to be beautiful, guys. I tell you, the Lord has been putting in our hearts... Buy a boat actually. We've been saving money because some of the old uh, members in Papa's house they know I've been sharing this vision and we even collect offerings specially for that. And uh, one day we're gonna have this river flooded with water. Amen. Amen. And the filthiness, the Holy Spirit has been speaking about the filthiness happens in that river is gonna be washed out. It's gonna be washed out. You're gonna see. Okay and sometimes it looks lunatic when the ark was being built do you know when Noah was building the ark for 120 years you know they never know what a boat means that time they don't know what a flood means that time, they don't have a clue what a rain means that time, do you know all these three things never happened so imagine Noah's kids going to school what your dad is doing, building a boat what the heck is boat well it's going to flood what the heck is flood, well it's going to rain what is rain Hello? Sometimes if you are a kingdom person, it looks lunatic to the religious people. But you keep believing, speaking the truth. The one who spoke things, he never lies. one who spoke things about my marriage, he never lies. The one who spoke things over my city, never lies. The one who spoke things over my family, never lies. The opinion of God is the most important opinion in my life. Amen? Hello? So was Jesus tempted? Was Jesus tested? Was Jesus frustrated? He went through everything. Jesus, the Bible says in Philippians, in 2 verse 7, it says he left the Godhead and he took the form of men. We know he's 100% God, 100% man. But for the sake of enduring the cross, he didn't hold on to the Godhead. He removed that and he put on the man so that he can identify With our sins. That's why the Bible says. He is a chief priest. Ever after the order of Melchizedek. Not milkshake. What does the Melchizedek mean? Melchizedek is the priest that we read in the early Genesis. Where he is the priest that was enduring for a long time. Nobody knows where his origin is. He does not have an origin. That's why God is not created. When you create something. You can put it in a box. When you don't create something. You can't put it in the box. That's why I always say. God is unboxable. Amen? Hello? When you put God in the box, who is not in the box? God is not in the box. Amen? Okay, so let's uh, move to the fourth one. Uh, God created me for modeling a naturally supernatural lifestyle. What does that mean? We are not called to be the suckers of the world. We are called to be the givers of the world. What is it? In other words, we are called to example a different lifestyle to others. The book of Acts, I don't know, how many of you read book of Acts? Yes? It's my favorite book. It's better than watching Fast and Furious 7 or 8 or 9. It's the most power-packed book ever you will read. Persecution, glory of God comes. Strength, then healing, miracles, then again persecution. But people were added and the... Chapter 5, it says, it's the story of Ananias and Sapphira, where they lied, they die, and then the great fear comes, and then people are anxious to know the Lord. And, you know, it's it, it almost happens where it says that sick people are brought into the streets on beds and mats so that the least, at least, remember this word, Dr. Luke is mentioning some details here, at least Peter's shadow would fall across some of them as he went by, Verse 16 says, crowds came in from Jerusalem, suburbs, bringing their sick folks and those possessed by demons. Every one of them was healed. When doctors gives you a report, they don't just give you, you, most of you, some of you are doctors here. You don't give. No, you give accurate, right? Hello, when you write your report, how do you write? You write accurately. So when when Dr. Luke was writing, he was saying, everyone was healed. This is my prayer, that when you are the kingdom of citizens, everywhere you go you bring the kingdom do you expect the supernatural or do you say that happened 2000 years ago look where I am living Velour. Velour, brother, Velour. that's in Jerusalem that water is nice people drink that water they go and baptize again I was in Jordan my 100th country was Jordan and the people they take 4th baptism they go and take there Jordan water brother Jordan Jordan let's dip it and it's the most dirtiest water Hello? I've been, anybody been to Israel? You will know what I'm talking about. And the guy is there. There is a ready made priest also is there. You want traditional baptism or sprinkling? There is there. $50 you pay, they will do all those things and give you a certificate, take a selfie on Jordan. How many times you have? Third time, brother. The first one that pastor ran away with somebody. All this nonsense. That's what religion does. Kingdom, it's different. I live in the kingdom realm. What I see does not determine where I live. I believe in the supernatural. I believe one day. This happened. This happened in, in last year in Bethel. Pastor Bill Johnson was preaching. He went to his church uh, in another city. He was preaching. And he was put in a hotel. And that lady who came and did the, the housekeeping, she cleaned. And suddenly she felt the power of God healed her. And she checked out. And she was battling with some terminal hill sickness and all was gone. And then she wanted to know how come this happened. She went and checked the guest manifold and they found out it was Bill Johnson. And she wrote a thank you God and said thank you that God used your room to heal me. I'm praying that same God will use the cabin. You all have a cabin, right? And after you the new doctor will come? You go and then Parthasarathy will come? And Parthasaradi will, will see the king of glory. No amen for that? Amen. amen. Really brother? I don't know. This with an expectance. That's why William Carey, one of my heroes, he says, expect great things from God, attempt great things from, for God. You've got to attempt. That means you go with an expectation. When I'm here, when I'm talking with people, I expect the king of glory to visit people. Not like I'm just you know the problem with Christianity, it's harmless Christian. In Tamil they say which basically means the snake without teeth. Which basically like harmless. They are nice, they smile, they give we they receive our gifts for Diwali, they give cake for Christmas. Very nice. Nice people, nice. Have you heard that? Hello? Nice. Kingdom is not about nice. Say. Say to someone you are sitting next to armed and dangerous person. I may be nice outside, and now you see you are saying very loudly. <laughs> That's uh, that one. Yeah, brother. Let me say. Finish my statement. Yeah. Amen. This is what the Peter. These fellows. These guys don't know anything. That's why the people. The next verse it says that. The people, the religious folks, got so fed up with these guys; they got persecuted. I expect change in Velour. Amen. I expect change where I work. I expect change among the people. You know, Velourian. Sometimes you feel like, you know, it's like ulceration on steroids when they drive. Have you seen that? <laughs> you hit somewhere. That's it. A different person. One guy is this. The car says. Praise the Lord. And then he hit one another it says Om Sri Raghavendra Namaga. And this guy got out and he started speaking in tongues. It's not the heavenly tongues. Behind me my car says Jesus loves India. I wanted to cover that one. You know, That's not the love. He's speaking in tongues. That, la- that tongues was different. Hello. I expect change. King of glory is going to show up amen bellur is going to be green clean beautiful if in your neighborhood somebody comes and cut the tree make a petition don't say andaruna sandipar don't say the lord is going to meet you don't say make a petition go and say why are you are cutting the tree you know somebody throws the trash you know go and explain to them but you got to live first you got to live first you can't give what you don't have amen Authority means you do first, then teach. Amen. I'm expecting a change. The Bellurians going to be the most loving, generous, and hospitable people. There is enough resources in this city to make the city homeless. Do you know how many homeless people are there? Every week we make briyani packets and go and give them. Almost 100. That's what our budget allows because some of the offerings and tithe, we use that for that. But there are more than two, two, 250 to 300 homeless kids are there. Homeless people are there. How are we going to reach them? I am praying by 2025, Velur, homeless will be graduated into their homes. Amen. King of glory is going to visit. Amen. We got to speak that. Take your city, speak that over. Ask the Holy Spirit to say, what is that my city means? Okay, last but not the least. Okay. Uh, we are created to be part of God's family. Revelation 7, 9 says, Though I saw a great man." Who is writing this? This is Divine John. The one who wrote the book. He's writing again. He's writing this beautiful thing. He's in Patmos now. He's old. He's having a revelation from Jesus. And he's been persecuted. He's died. He's the only disciple who was not killed. He was just natural death. The rest are all died for the sake of cross. Remember, when you follow Jesus, there is always persecution. When you follow religion, they will celebrate you. Amen. Okay, so this is the revelation. John 7, verse 9 says, Behold, I saw a great multitude. Nobody could count. 7.2 billion can be counted. That means it's greater than that. People say, This world is all going to die, brother. India is going to die. India is going to, you know, people will say that words like, Ah, this country will never change. That's why, brother, we are slowly migrating to New Zealand. Hello? Don't curse. There is going to be a great multitude from all over the earth. Amen. My city, your city, my nation, my district will all will stand before the throne of grace. You know, India has got such a multicultural country. We are so different. Sometimes the foreigners ask, "Do you speak Indian?" I'm like, "What do you mean, Indian? We have 28 official languages." 300 languages and 2,000 dialects, whatever. Which one you speak? <laughs> See, here, even here, we are less than 50 people. But listen, it's such a diverse culture. That's the king of glory's desire that every nation, we are part of a kingdom. So that's why your family is a unique family. I prophesy over you that people in your neighborhood will notice the person that you are different we live in a house some of our friends know for the past 8 years in the same house when we moved into that house people will come and ask this question the opposite house there is an auntie she will ask "Tambi, do you sleep at night I said auntie only in the night I sleep <laughs> no Tambi, that's not what I am asking do you sleep at night I said yeah of course nothing pressing you no nothing pressing me unless my wife presses me And then one day, the neighbor came and said, Do you know, sir, what happened in this house? I don't know. There was, a, there was a person, the landlord was killed by his girlfriend. So there is something roaming here. But I see this one thing. Everybody who stayed here, less than three months, they are vacated. But you've been here for almost a year. Nothing happened. And he showed me where it happened also. Nothing happened. And then this is the statement. I'm not being evangelistic or something. This is the exact statement he said. I guess your Jesus spirit is more powerful than that spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm not trying to be Pentecostal. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. And then they didn't finish off this. And he said, sir, we are also sleeping well now. we expect a change when we were there. Don't say, oh this Christian left, oh what a joy. <laughs> Some people like that, when they leave, they celebrate. What a joy. You know? No, I expect change. Wherever you are, the place is going to be a kingdom family. Bible says, you are like a city that's built on a hill that shines hope. Say this over yourself. Hold, if you're sitting next to your wife, hold their hand and you say this after me. My family, oh Lord Jesus, let me try this side. My family, My family. will be a kingdom family. It will create or it will provoke eagerness to know who lives in us. Whose hand I should hold, brother? I am single. I hold one person and she called me (laughs) Baya. Don't worry, King of Glory is going to visit you. Amen.